Well, hello everybody. I'm back. Um, <clears throat> I decided to do another episode. Next couple weeks, I'll be doing Joel Eleventh. I just got uh, signed in for Jonathan Kahn's magazine. We'll be looking at them and some other free material that I'll be doing. Um, <clears throat> get ready for Cucabera. Um I told you once before, Cucabera in and. And the other one we'll be doing the Kids Study Bible. Airship Genesis is what we're gonna be doing. These are both Awana. And I'll be doing it online right here with you every evening. Um I'm not gonna do it by schedule. We'll just do ten or fifteen minutes, maybe thirty minutes for the kids, and then there'll be a general reading. Right now we're doing um Derek Prince. Um, I invite Pastors, if you want the information, I'll post it at some point. Right now, I've not got the website up yet. I've had to move my website from one place to another. I plan to do Ionos again at some point. Uh, right now, I'm focusing mainly on getting Drake out. Um, I've got several episodes of him. He's a past. He's a very well-known figure that passed away in '06. I'm bringing back some of the older people um, that preached, uh, like Catherine Coleman and some others. Uh, one I'm working on now is Hebrew, Root, Hebrew Roots Movement, which influenced my generation, uh, which is the 11th. Uh, there's only eight ministries that do this, and one of them is in Israel for the Nazarite and Messianic Movement. The Messianic does the error, the... Uh, Aaron side of it, I follow more with the Christian. Um, the other in the early 90s was Jews for Jesus. Um, I've not heard much again. There's others that have smaller ministries like I do. I do my podcast on Friday and Saturdays. That's my time to be with you. Um, I just got out of Shuvayot. And Prisach, doing the Omar count, um, completed it. Now we're going to Beast of Trumpets and First Fruits um, and the new year um, coming in. Uh, 2022 has not been very good. I've had a lot of things in the background with my gift, the Vedic gift being open back up from having certain things that they had me on that I see and I hear things that are not <laughs> normally seen in the environment. A good example was nearly three years ago. I was on the north end and I seen this woman with long black hair, jeans, whatever, appear out of nowhere with black eyes. I've also seen black entities that are demons manifest in a smog. I've also seen them the heaven bound appear here in human form. Um, and it's not funny. I mean, it happens. As it is in the spirit, as in the physical. They have uh, bridges, you might say, between realms. What divides them is the great divide. And there's angels that control the great divide. This is my experience. 
just like you can hear spirits in music. I can prove that. I've got a, a record video that actually shows a spirit in a home of an unbeliever throwing knives at the unbeliever and making the unbeliever sick with static, which is quite interesting. There's also the heavens do call outs. Interesting. It's midnight right now and there's not a lot going on outside. Earlier today, there's been a lot going on, a lot of stuff going in and out and whatever. I experience it. I accept it. Not the evil part of it, but the heavenly I accept. <clears throat> Good example. In our evening, and don't let him fool you. Yeshua appeared in the sky over here as a human entity of light. And don't let him fool you. He does appear. He, he'll walk right across the sky sometimes from the east and back to the east. Um, I seen him another time nearly a year ago as a spiritual entity of light on the ground. Glowing. I've even heard angels and him talking in music. This is my world. It's not a crazy world. Uh, I accept it. Um, many people don't. They don't believe that that the worlds can be bridged or that the father and as an entity can come here but i'm proving to you through drake it can i've had people call me crazy an idiot uh, a lunatic uh of things that i've seen in vision and now i see it 3d if i explain what the dragon really is People would look at me as a sick screwball. Many think the dragon is a seven-headed beast form that looks like a breathing, fire-breathing entity. It's not. It's serpentine. It has seven heads, looks like a cobra, and it has no wings, per se. If it has wings, they're in a bat formation. They're not an angelic wing like many portray it. It doesn't have feet. doesn't have arms, like people think. And I've heard in the spiritual realm sometimes they call it hissy press, or a knit, or a demon. I've had other times Lucifer, Jezreel, I've heard other demon entities calling out in the millions. I don't respond to them. I ignore them. Um, they're not an entity I want to associate with because they cause double-mindedness. Yeshua tells us that we can't be double-minded. We must be sober and single-minded. From the standpoint of a believer that is a scientist, a sober mind is someone that still jokes around, still likes to carry on conversations with human beings, 
but we are to live by the word. The word sobers us, makes us stable. That's what sober means. Um, that's why I carry pens that have stones on the end because I use them as pointers to read my Bible. The Bible to me is a living document. It is a living ark, a living history, a living proof that my ancestry exists. I've had so many tell me that it's false. It's so false I wouldn't be here. Um, history in the Jewish context follows a, a circular pattern, a circular seasonal constant. It starts in the fall, it comes around to spring, and it goes around to summer, back to winter, and so forth and so on. It, it's repetitive. And it starts with the fall going into winter, and then spring, and summer, and then you're back again. You have all that following from atonement all the way through. But you also have what they, what he talked about, the straight and narrow. And then curves of the path. Nobody understands what that means. He's referring to the menorah. The menorah has a straight stick with many branches. Each one of those branches go to a piece of history that explains what that piece of history is. If you stay on the straight stick, it leads you right to righteousness. It's a teaching. I'm going to do a teaching after this. It talks about the straight and narrow on the menorah or the tree, as I call it. It's a depiction of the Bible. The Bible is a living word. Not too many people look at that um, historically. One part talks about the two witnesses. Some think it's Gentile, some think it's Jewish, some think it's this, some think it's that. I'll give you a clue into what is explained in history. The person, John the Baptist, was a prophet. He was a revelator. He revelated because he had the gift of the spirit on him throughout jewish history the spirit always entered man's heart by piercing it it didn't fall on them they had to submit to the father and submit to the future of what was to come they were believers and they proclaimed the blood but they didn't have that option of the sacrifice in those days they had to follow a strict regiment to be a Nazarite. You had a division within Judaism. You had the Nazarite Jews and you had the Aaronic, Pharisees and Sadducees. Moshe was a Nazarite. His brother was not. His sister was not um, in the context of things. By the time you got to King David, you had Nazarites were in full swing. They run the temple. They run a lot of things that were very private. And they practiced in such a way that was righteousness. By the time of the end of the Davidic dynasty, it was pretty much over. Except a lot of those were taken into slavery from David's children, great-great-grandchildren in Babylon. 
By the time Jesus came around, there was very few Nazarites left. Me, I'm the only Nazarite in the United States. I've not seen any others so far. My family has a history of Nazarite belief in it. We still honor, I still honor the custom of doing the the Lord's Supper in a way that is done according to Jewish custom, but I also do it as the church does it. And I do it on Fridays and Saturdays, and then Sunday I go worship. Last few Sundays I've had to go out and worship or be at home and worship. I do usually do a Seder just before holiday comes in, and then I do it on one Friday of every month. And it's coming up this next week. Um, I partake a sweet wine. Uh, it's a mixture of light alcohol with tapering and a sweet juice in it. It does have an alcohol content. I can't get around that because it has a certain amount of fermentation in it. I eat matzah, not regular flatbread. It is broke up into a certain way that I present it, and I do the Seder with a special hat and shawl. Um, then I have my prayer session I do. I pray for anybody and everybody, and then I do a reverence of atonement. That atonement is praying for other people or ailments or something of that nature. It involves innocence. It involves a lot of spirituality. And this is how I do things. Uh, not many Christians have seen the customs of the Nazarite. Um, Zola used to teach it. Um, Hebrew roots. Um, that's what I teach. Um, your modern concept of the Jewish nation. Yes, they come about and this and that and the other, but believers aren't accepted in any circle. Even I've not been accepted very well among my Christian brethren other than they keep a distance. I don't want to keep a distance. I want them to learn from me and I learn from them. I don't care if it's Pentecostal or Nazarene. I feel a resistance. I've always felt this resistance even in the Baptist faith, even in the anti-Baptist. The only ones that really accept me are the Amish. They're very kind people and they understand. But they still, you know, they're old world. So being as it may, your messianics go strictly to the law and you have another branch that goes the other direction I'm stuck in the middle of four different areas and trying to get these four different areas to understand the view I understand brings everything together sometimes I feel a little alone you might hear a little bit of sadness sometimes and then I'm on top of that, I have Afro-American blood in me, which I love dance. This is my spiritual nature. I dance to music. I love music. I'm a musician. I sing. I do things that I enjoy doing. Um, 
walking in my prayer life. People didn't understand. People were asking questions why I was out at 6 in the morning or 10 o'clock in the evening. That is a normal thing for me. My husband and mother doesn't really understand. But as a Nazarite, morning and evening prayer is essential. I use those as a walk, and I focus on that. Jews don't usually get out midday because of the sun. They take the cool of the evening or the cool of the morning. And they run in a quadrant. You have from 12 to 6 in the morning. And then 12, 6 to 3. And then, you know, what they call full quarter, 1 o'clock. Uh, as divided by 12 and 9. If you read the Bible, it tells you. Jesus was walking on the water during such and such time. Um, and I do that. There's certain times of day I don't get out. I stay inside and I sleep or I eat or I spend time with my family. My family is my network. Um, I don't have children. My dogs are my children right now. Um, I have you guys teaching you to teach your families of the understanding not many millennials understand my generation. I'm 45 years old. I come from the X generation. I was paramilitary. I worked with the government inside. Um, I have Asperger's syndrome. I'm a scientist. Uh, I'm an artist under training. I do what they call arts and sciences. And then I have an associate in, in science itself. I'm a microbiologist, an oncologist. I do, um, you name it, I'm not bragging, I do it. Botany, I love botany. I love watching birds, animals. I make, in my botany, I make oils. I want to try to create something that the churches can enjoy, that I can enjoy and relate. I take the Bible from a standpoint of science. To understand the science, you have to understand the Bible. Some people say the earth is flat. It's not flat. It's round. Um, the planets go around the sun in a helix formation, in a helix galaxy. We sit nestled in what they call a berry zone. Our sun goes through solar cycles. It has planets around it and, and other things we don't know. The structure of the planets is like the menorah in a lot of ways. The menorah is a tree representing the tree of life. It teaches the Bible. You have a straight path and many forks that lead to destruction. And I talk this quite readily right now because this is how I understand my salvation. Before my husband was saved and I was involved with that and then his baptism, I taught him one thing. He asked me a question. How do I describe my salvation. 
with Jesus Christ or Yeshua Yahuwah. And I told him, I says, I can't separate my Hebrewness or Jewishness from Christianity. If I separated two, you destroy me. I don't want to live because I can't live from the word. It's part of me. And to understand who I am, I go back to the past and I bring the past forward to the present and future. I try to get my Gentile brethren to understand what past and present means. History repeats itself. It's reciprocal. We're repeating it right now. The Exodus is being repeated. And I say that with a very downtrodden issue because there has been signs after sign after sign after sign in the scientific community in nature of frogs dying, flies, locusts, blood rivers, so forth and so on. And then death. After death, what comes? The exodus. But nobody understands that from that point. They don't understand the deeper meaning of what exodus is. They only look at the surface. The Bible has secrets, deep secrets, that have not been touched. I'm just learning these deep secrets. I've known them for quite some time. I touch and elaborate, and I go through the book and translate it. I keep those secret because my heart tells me to. I don't speak on it. If I revealed what people knew, that the Father shows me. As the Father is a Son, as a Spirit, you have a fourth dimension of Him. Take it as a compass. You have north, south, east, west. The Father is the west, the Son is the east. The spirit is a north. Well, what is south? His name. Hebrew connotative is the father teaches the son. That's what Yeshua was teaching. He was alluding to who he really was, but people didn't understand. He came in the flesh, incarnate, and he was God. And yet he was teaching men to understand his perception of things, and yet they didn't understand. They judged him. They ridiculed him. You can hear my world outside right now with dogs barking. The father and son represents Judaism. You have the father teaches the son just as a mother teaches the daughter. The history, oral history, is passed from one generation to the next through mother and father. This is the understanding that I'm trying to get to you. 
The third is a spirit. The Father's heart is a spirit. The Ruach Hodesh is the breath that made humanity. Humanity. There's an old teaching. The Father's a male entity in human form. It also has a female attribute. A female attribute. And the church doesn't understand that there's a female attribute with a male. Why do you explain woman and man? Female dog, male dog. Female bird, male bird. The father is showing something. In Judaism, there is a female finality. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to explain it. Uh, Revelations explains the female finality of things. But I will say, as in heaven, as on earth. That's the clue I'll give you. So, and we'll cut a few minutes and we'll continue our discussion. And then we'll go over section 3, A and B. And I will call it evening. We'll have prayer cards written. Red and then I look forward to you with Kukabera. Um, I want to get the first book out and start teaching. And I encourage you, by all means, if you want to get Kukabera, just email me. And you can also donate if you want to pay for it. Uh, I can't give the content here. I'll have it online, but I encourage you to at least get a book bag and a trapper keeper if you need it. Um, if you want the set, I can get it online for you and have it shipped. But you're going to have to pay for the shipping fees because I can't do it for free. Um, I encourage parents to write to me about Kookaburra. Uh, I'm looking for willing people the middle of next month to participate in a two-day Get together. Uh, I'll provide the balloons, a water balloon fight for the kids. If you want to bring food or whatever, by all means, bring your own food. Um, it's only going to be a couple hours anyway. Uh, if you want to stay longer, fine. Uh, bring what you will. I'm just getting the kids out to enjoy a little water fun, um, which I used to do all the time as a teenager with my brothers. So. I'm going to say, take a break, sit down, relax. We're going to start what demons are and how to see them in their true form. And I'm going to stop here, take a five-minute break, put a little music on and come back. And I'm going to say, ha-ha. Okay, I told you my view from earlier. Well, I got rudely interrupted, sorry. My family doesn't take time to knock like they should. Anyway. I find that even with my family, I still love them, but they're 
But I forgive him. My mother come in and ask him for food. She has two legs. She can fix it, but she won't do it. Anyway, I look at it this way. My life is a life of bliss. Sometimes it can be a little thorny. Other times it can't. We'll be going over the rest of demonology. And if a certain energy doesn't stop using people to keep me from recording, I'm going to thrust it that much harder down their throats. Pardon that. Anyway, nothing's going to stop me from recording this video. Right now, my ears hear into the spirit. I can hear what Lucifer says. I'm not crazy. Many don't hear the spirit word like I do. It's a gift to know what they do. I can tell you right now they hate my guts for saying this they don't want me to give you insights into their realm biblically they call me nasty sneered names but it doesn't bother me i don't care as a human i am justified by faith that on the heart and mind. I have other times the father responds in very special ways. Sometimes I'll hear him speak very lowly. Sometimes in music. Sometimes he's quiet. Sometimes he makes himself very well known by pinching my arm. And if the two of them don't shut up, I'm going to request another zipper on the lip. Pardon me for saying. Hearing the spirit is very irritating at times, righteously. Anyway, my gift gives me insights into the mind of man. I'm not crazy. I'm very analytical and very logical the father runs my mind and heart but i also enjoy loving people now about kookaburra i will see the same thing we will have a balloon fight whatever i'll let you guys decide what you want to do i'm just going to supply the balloons that's it water balloons fill them up put them in a container and lob them Let the kids have all the fun. Let them bring a bag of whatever. If you want to come and have a picnic, by all means, bring whatever you need to have the picnic or camp out or whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm not going to supply food. 
Um, I'm just going to have one day of what they call like a day camp. Most of Cuckoo Barrel will be online. I will start this weekend getting it all up and ready. If you want to purchase the books, as I said before, with the bag, it's around $136, roughly. The other items with it will be around $200. Um, you can contact me. I'll give that information as we get closer to the moment of Kookaburra. If you want to get it early, you can start early by getting on Anchor uh, through my podcasting that I post. Uh, it has a support site. You can start at $10. It's $9.99 roughly uh, and get halfway there. If I reach so much, then I'll order it and ask for information on shipping. You'll have to pay for the shipping as well. So that covers around 200 It has all five books in it with the kids coloring items and toys and whatever like that. It also has an adult book for studying with teenagers. All that will be online. And I'll do a teaching from each, you know, through the week. Um, I will start with preschool and work up. Um, it is a box set. There are certain things in that box set. If you want the director's book, you've got to let me know, because otherwise I will remove the director's book from it. If you don't need it, it'll also be online. For you to download you'll have to supply your trapper keeper and whatever for that it's a wanna um then i also have what they call starship galactic from uh, a pastor quite old uh, we'll do that um i plan eventually to get the other Oana series that comes out with it in the meantime we've got kookaburra over at a church here locally, or not Kukubera, um, monumental going on. Jeffersonville has their vision version going, so I'll get that information and post it for you. Uh, last week, Berkey had his going on at Be Hope. The churches are, are revving up for uh, the children right now, which is very important, and I'm going to be revving up within the week. Um, there's going to be a lot going on with me. Um, I've never done a VBS before. I did Kookaburra at church camp one year with the younger kids, and they enjoyed it. Kookaburra comes out of Africa and Australia. It's the first Australian teaching that teaches science, which I love teaching science. Uh, also, Spaceship Galactic does the same thing. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Get involved. Do the things that's needed. Uh, I'll definitely enjoy it. And I like receiving emails and comments. Um, normally I don't, of course. I just do it to do it. But I purchased my bag for around $200. Um, 
it has everything I need it, the music and everything will be uploaded online, ready to go. I plan to have a website where you can get the decorations and everything if you need to, or you can purchase them at the dollar store. I'm doing mine with book reading, devotional, so it helps me, you know. But if the parents want to get involved and have a group meeting, by all means, just let me know. Show up at the balloon fight, and we'll do it that way. Um, I encourage you with Berkey to attend his church. I'll be reading some of the information. He's having some teen events going on right now up until school uh, with the Hope. I always mention one church once a week. We got Central Christian is doing Monumental from the 21st to, I don't remember the other day, but they start the 21st of June. Jeffersonville is having theirs right now. You can call them directly by looking online to get their information. They have their day camp going on right now, VBS. Um, as far as any church camps going on, I'm not seeing anything like that yet, but it'll be available. So, let's get started. I'm ready to rock a few are, and we are going to deal with introductory. Let's see. Nature of demons. Let's go up here and make sure. So, we have touched how I can tend to grip with demons, how Jesus dealt with demons, and now we're going into the nature and activity, which is section three, six zero zero three. And you've got to understand, Drake, when he did his series, it was a certain time and a certain place. Okay, the certain time was six p.m. or six a.m. in the morning, and then three was session three. So we are now going over six p.m. Or 6 a.m. third session. So nature and activity of a demon. When you think of the nature and the activity of a creature, and I'm giving that question, what do you think? A bird sings. A bird eats worms. A bird does feeds its family. It takes the terminology. So the terminology of a demon, we'll go over the devil in Greek is Diablos. It's a slander, a title of Satan himself, used only in the singular. Demon or demon or demon is a spirit regarded by heathen as divine or semi-divine. Heathen religions normally cultivate or seek to appropriate these demons. Okay, so... We're looking at heathen as a sinner, basically. And they rely on these demons to do their will. Wrongly translating the King James Version as devils or devil, used interchangeably with evil spirits or unclean spirits. So let's go to Matthew 15 22. And remember, this is he's giving an explanation of what a demonic entity is. So we're going to look at Matthew.
and that's Matthew 18 or 15 actually excuse me sorry which compares things we're going to do a comparison right now we're going to 1522 so 15 we'll go look at 22 and see what 22 says a Canaanite woman from the city came to him crying out loud Lord son of David have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demonic possession. So here we see a woman having demonic possession. Okay, let's go to Mark 7.25. And we'll finish this and then uh, take a break on this half and we'll start section B. Um, this is describing what demons do and what they are. Um, they're unclean spirits. They're unclean entities that are demonic in nature. They can take human form, uh, but usually they don't. They're usually created after the creator that creates them. So we are going to 725. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an evil spirit, an evil spirit, in Greek is unclean spirit, came and fell at his feet. There you go. Another comparison. Now let's go to 9.17. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech so here we see a deaf person has been robbed of hearing and speaking the people so now let's go to mark 5 2. and here we're going to see when joshua or Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit, again, unclean. We see it. Came from the tomb to meet him. So this one actually approached him. Walked up and who knows what the guy did. He just walked up to him. And clean spirits are that way. They, walk, they sense you. They walk up to you. In physical form in a human or in a body-like form but they pass you I've had it happen they materialize and just walk past you I had a dog that literally growled at one okay now let's go to Luke 827 When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not 
wore clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in a tombs. So here we see this man, which we were talking about before, the comparison. The same one come out in front of Jesus, met him. He was living in dead people's tombs where people worship devil worship, which is very interesting to see that the father coincides tombs of dead people with devil worship. It's not saying that all tombs are bad. It's just saying certain tombs that have had people in the past that have spirits tied to them bring demonic entities into the world. Anything can be a tomb. A book can be a tomb. A song can be a tomb or tomb. Or you can literally have a tomb depicting Egyptian art that these people honored as being a gateway. Or somebody using witchcraft in the tomb as a gateway. So there you go. Revelation 16, 13, and 14. Again, we'll see what's going on here. And we're looking at comparison. 16, 13 through 14. Then I saw three evil spirits, unclean spirits, that look like frogs. So here we see one with facial features of a frog. Interesting. I've had visions of pigs. I've had visions of snakes in the last week. I've had actually one materialize in front of me, half human, half snake, um, that came out of the mouth of the dragon or snake. Out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So it takes somebody that's a witch or a false prophet or a false entity to bring the snake in to release bad spirits. That's what he's saying here. So right now I'm going to take a little break. Cut it. Get my mom's food and I'll be right back. Okay, everybody, I'm back. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of cut on some of the verses. You can go and read them yourself. Because um, this is two parts long. I want to kind of cut it down short. But on the third aspect, let's see here. Actually, we finished... Revelations. There are three different Greek expressions normally used to describe the influence of a demon. To have an unclean spirit or an evil spirit, you see this in Matthew eleven eighteen, which we read before, Mark seven twenty five, which we read before, nine seventeen, we seen before, Luke four thirty three, we read that uh, in the previous. 8.27 we read as well, uh, and 13.11 we read, John 7.20 we read, John 8.48 and 49 we read, uh, 52 we read, and <clears throat> John, the Hanukkah, 10, 22, and 21. Okay, number two, to be 
in an unclean evil spirit. Modern English is to be under the influence of something. Uh, we've seen this in Mark 23 and 5.2, uh, to be demonized. In the King James, incorrectly translated to be possessed by a devil, there is nothing in the Greek to support the word possessed, which is completely misleading. And we read this in Matthew 4.22, 8.16, and 28.33, and 9.32. So we've read all this before. Mark 132 we read in the previous in section 2 uh, again 515 in section 2 1618 and Luke 836 we read these <clears throat> the second half is the nature of demons what is the nature when you think of the nature what do you think demons are spirits without bodies but they can take human form occasionally Distinguish between angels and demons. How do you distinguish between them? Here's how. Number one, they have wings. You see this in Daniel 9, 21. Now, in my seeing of angels having wings, angels having wings is actually seeing their clothes floating in the air. They're not really wings. Demons don't have wings. They have a form of a wing called a bat wing that they hide. Um, I seen one in the car with it hidden in the arms, sort of. Um, and you see this in Matthew 12, 43, which we discussed previously. Angels normally inhabit the heavenlies and occasionally come down to earth. Ephesians 6, 12, we see this. Jude 6 and Revelations 12, 7 and 8. Demons are earthbound. They live on earth. They dwell on earth. They live in the earth. Inside it. Angels have bodies of their own and do not normally desire to occupy other bodies. They have a human form. They walk among us in human form. Just as Yeshua walked after his death. Demons have an intense craving to inhabit a body intensely. If, if you're somebody that actually hears the entity, you will hear them talk about taking over the energy force of the body and living within the body. You, we read this in Matthew 12, 43 and 45, Mark 5, 11 and 13. Only in this way, can they gratify their evil desires and properties? Okay, so B, we're seeing demons have all the hallmarks of a normal personality. Okay, they have a wheel. You see this in, again, we read Mark 12, 44, or Matthew 12, 44, and Mark 5, 11 through 13. Emotions they have. James 2, 9 we read. Knowledge, Mark 1, 23 through 24, and then Acts 9, 15, we read self-awareness. And I notice that a lot when I hear them in music sometimes. They have a self-awareness about them. They know what's going on. I've seen other times when there's a demon, they actually manifest in a vehicle. Screaming, bloody murder. Uh, that's Mark 5, 9. We read that. The conscience, a conscience to sneer 
two responses. That's First Timothy 4, 2. They sneer. They have the ability to speak uh, in, through a human or actually hear them speak in music or out in the general world or even take a human form. That's one thing he does not have on here is, yeah, they're a spirit, but they can also take a human form. And you see this in Mark 1, 24, 5, 7 through 12, and then Acts. And we talked about 1915. Matthew 12, 24 through 28 is known as Beresible or the Lord of the Places. Refers to Satan's rule over demons on earth as he rules over fallen angels in the heavenlies. <clears throat> so we see that. Uh, the activity of demons, their activities may be summoned up by various verbs. Enticing, which is James 1, 14, which we looked at. Deceiving, 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Enslavement, Romans 8, 15. Torment, 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 1 John 4, 18. Drive and compelled to do things, Luke 8, 29. Um, and they defile people. They have a defiling nature. They do not have harmony. They just screw around. Titus 1.15. I'm not going to read these verses. Uh, I will be uploading this on my website from Drake. So you have it. Or you can go to drakeprince.com and get it for further insight. Demons fight against peace in every respect. Um, interpersonal harmony. Peace of mind. Physical well-being, harmonious relationships with other people, especially those close to you. And I have experienced this in the last four months, believe me, to a year. I had somebody that I started getting to know them, getting real close, and then they destroyed my relationship with them by, uh, how do you put, uh, accusations and accusing me, uh, the harmonious adjustments to external circumstances. No words, your your body. They they actually reveal themselves. Try to convince you to have sex with them. The great distinction mark of a demon activity is restlessness. Interesting. Restlessness. Demons operate from two alternative perspectives. From outside the body and within the body. You can take it just like a church operates outside the body and within the church's body. We are a group that operates together. If they operate from outside, you must resist them. James 4, 7 and 1 Peter, we read it again. We've touched on this 5, 8 and 6. If they operate within, we must expel them. Tell them. Matthew 8.16 we read, and then Mark 1.39 we've read. So, <clears throat> we have completed the rest of section 3. So we see that a demon can take human form to a human, or it manifests itself as an actual spiritual entity in a human-like composure. When they enter a human, 
they end well. And they end well, they call pain, hurt, no peace, no nothing. They could also cause drunkenness, laziness, you name it. I'm not lazy. I take time off. Just my house is a little necrotic right now because I'm cleaning. Um, I've been cleaning up after my brother who left a lot of stuff here. I'm not going to touch that. Also, I had COVID, which is something else that I've had to treat. Um, But demons have a way about themselves that they like to elaborate and Oh, I'm beautiful. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. I do this. I do that. Me, 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 me. And I've experienced it with my husband. And I've also experienced it with the physical entity walking by me and feeling a sense of dreaded, dreadness. I've also felt love and compassion from angels because of the Father. And I've noticed demons push away things and they'll harass they'll do things that you're not used to doing when someone's not saved they do that because they're being influenced by the demon entities listening to these things as they go angels support they send messages they uh, give hope the father's hope his salvation is hope Demons don't give hope. They destroy. You have to tell them to leave your life and get lost. Sometimes they won't listen. They like to test. They like to probe. They like to do things to people that they normally don't do. A good example was a crucifixion. Yeshua or Jesus went through the crucifixion trial, all that, and was hung. Demons caused it. Demons take humans into the abyss. I'm not letting them do that to me. I'm not going there. I have life. I'm justified. I've been saved. I've been given the white stone. And he's given my name. And yes, I prophesy. I'm not going to prophesy anything here other than Biden right now has got his butt in a sling. There you go. (coughs) With an approval rating like he's got only 38%, who's going to vote for a man that's 38%? I'm not voting for him. He's not good. Society. No one likes him. He opened his mouth and inserted a corn cob. And Camilla's no better, and Palestinians no better. They put corn cobs in their mouth. Even winters is the same way. They're full of it. But nevertheless, they can take their little nitpicks and go somewhere else. Their little hissy prisses, I call them. But this is how I see my world. This is my gift. It is what I describe as hearing the 
supernatural in music, hearing the supernatural in the environment, seeing what's going to happen, and no. I started out as a young child seeing visions, physical visions in my environment. Then I started dreaming. And then I started hearing. This is how it is with me. My husband also has a gift. Right now it's dormant. Um, if it was to activate, he would see people killing people. I'm kind of glad in a way the father put his thing temporarily to sleep so he could have a little more social time. When I get ready to go into a prophetic upheaval, I pull away. I took a sabbatical to get away to rest my mind, rest my body, and then spiritually praying, spiritually fighting things that shouldn't. An intercessor, prophetic intercessor, does that. I've had separation from impact. I've had other things happen to me that don't normally happen to people. I've even had my arms brutally bruised on one arm. And I have the scar to prove it. It goes all the way down half around my arm where they bruise it. It's a testament. I don't worry about it. I've had doctor sticking needles in my arms. I've got the needle pokes in it. I've got marks on my hand from everything. It is what it is. No from there. Well, I'm going to read one more card. Give you hope and wisdom. I hope you enjoy this segment. I kind of cut it short a little bit. I want to get it out to you and have you listen to the structure and give you the Bible verses. Um, I didn't want to spend a lot of time because a lot of it is the same material. Uh, the next one will be a little bit different. We'll touch on those verses and go from there. I love you guys. i see you later. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Israel. Pray for our nation. As brothers and sisters, pray for Trump. He really needs it right now. He needs your blessings because the Dems are really going after him for no reason. He's not done anything, and they're playing the name game, as I call the war, war of words. I'm doing the war of words right now. And we'll say Biden keeps going, and then they're going to have a curse of Hirschfana disease. Hirschfana is monkeypox. That's the next thing on the list of the uh, things in Revelations, but also in the Exodus. Um, the Father doesn't always do things from the old new the same way. He does them in many different ways. Well, I'm going to say adieu. Shabbat shalom to you. Shalom, shalom, elakim. And you're my shpuka, and I'm your shpuka. So pray, keep the faith, keep strong, and I do.